What do I use to signal that your submission does not meet our present needs? This gun in my hand. Ziljan, immediate hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun, gathers information to aid his fight against crime. He doesn't have the technical know-how to rig a radio that could intercept police transmissions, so he intercepts them by eavesdropping outside the window of the dispatcher's office. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Shots fired in Hex Pantry, corner of 3rd and Dequinder. Falk raced to the sleek, super-powered vehicle parked around the corner, the Sapphire Studebaker, which our regular listeners will know is not Falk's car. The Emerald Ash Borer had not left the keys in it, so Falk had to take the bus. Speaking of buses, this gun in my hand is brought to you by Pizzicato, formerly known as the Parabellum City Area Transit System. By changing our name, we not only avoid the unfortunate acronym PCATS, we've also gained a sponsor in the form of Donofrio's Muy Authentico Pizzeria. Every Parabellum City bus now serves as a rolling automat. Eat your heart out, horn and hard arts. 25 coin-operated serving cases along the back and sides of the bus are constantly restocked with fresh Italian flatbreads coated with tomato sauce, cheese, capicola, and basil, as well as fresh bologna and butter sandwiches, pineapple rings with cottage cheese, hot dog gelatin salads, and other appetizing dishes. Our buses hold only half as many passengers as before, but when you taste the convenience, you'll say it's worth it. No eating or drinking on buses, no standing in aisles while the bus is in motion, which means food can only be purchased when the bus comes to a complete stop. For safety reasons, coffee is now only available lukewarm. Your Parabellum City Transit System is now the Pizzicato. We now return to this gun in my hand as Falk boards the number 17 bus. Mr. Ziljan, you can sit by me. Thanks anyway, Alan. There's a whole empty seat here, so I'll take this one. Mr. Ziljan, I gotta hear it. Some other day, Alan. Please, please, will you say the thing? Come on, it don't cost you nothing. No. What do you got that can stop me? A persuasive argument. Or I could talk to your mother again about how you're being a pest. Ah. Please. Here's my stop. Another day, another... Oh, hey, Bob. Bob Benton. Who are you firing at? Do I know you? Aren't you pharmacist Bob Benton who developed a chemical formula that gives you whatever powers and you fight crime as the Black Terror? No. Take cover, you fool. Your costume is almost the same as his, although now I'm noticing the differences. The Black Terror wears a black unitard with a skull and crossbones on it. Mine's just the skull. No other bones. I like how the taller white tubes on your utility belt form the teeth of the skull. Thanks. Plus, the Black Terror's costume has yellow trim, a short cape, and a domino mask. You just have the black skin-tight suit with the skull on the front. That's right, citizen. Judging by the Tommy gun in your hand and the other two strapped to your back, you seem to be the type of vigilante who doesn't hold back from killing when you feel it's necessary. Why go around with one arm tied behind your back? I think I've heard of you. You punish criminals and evildoers. That's why they call you... The Publisher. The publisher? I guess I heard people say your name wrong before. 
Yes, the names of criminals are published in the Book of the Dead when I get through with them. Ah, I see. You have some kind of Egyptian or Tibetan theme? I suppose you traveled to the Orient to learn your skills? No, I was a cop. Before that, I saw action in Central America and China. Then marched with MacArthur in Washington, D.C. to clear out the bonus army. So what criminal names are you trying to publish today? Oh, I'm not just trying. I'll publish them, all right. I was walking down to Quinder with my Tommy gun. As one does. And these two clowns started popping off at me. I don't even know their names. Playing it cool, eh? I should have known. I've sent you 14 short stories and five of my novels, but all I get back are form letter rejections. The Spear of Hiawatha does not meet our needs at this time. The Chessmen of Marduk does not meet our needs at this time. I've never heard of you or those stories. You've never heard of Captain Captain? No. With the power to issue orders obeyed by any military trooper or policeman below the rank of captain. What branch did you serve in? I was Army, 1st Battalion, 12th Infantry. None. Are you a police captain? You hold that rank officially? No, of course not. The whole hierarchy is arbitrary. It's not like any cops or soldiers should follow orders from these fools above them. They didn't achieve high ranks through some objectively fair system that assesses merit. What, because the president picked a friend as Secretary of War, who picked some other friends as generals, who promoted their brother-in-laws? That makes them smarter than you? It's much better when people obey you, right? Sounds like your nickname should be Stolen Valor. Hey, publisher, we shouldn't take this lightly. He could have an army of police or military underlings surrounding us as we speak. Darn, that would have been a good idea. The only person accompanying me is my partner, Catch2022. That's me! What are you, some kind of robot with the numbers in the name? I'm a red-blooded, flesh-and-blood American, chump. I have the ability to see the future, but only movies and novels and pop culture. So I make incredible jokes alluding to stories that everyone will have read or watched a few decades from now. Nobody here in 1939 gets it. Even my name is a pretty solid joke. It's like Catch-22, but it's Catch-2022. Get it? No. Nope. No. Well, you're missing out. It's going to be hilarious in about 40 years. I first joined up with Captain here after making fun of his name with another allusion to Catch-22. I said, Captain, Captain, is that like Major, Major? Huh? You see what I mean? I didn't get it either, but he makes a pretty good distraction sometimes. While he's explaining all that, I can finish off my enemies. Hold it, hold it. We can talk this out. We're all good guys here. You really think so? More or less. Now, Captain. Yes? yes? Oh, sorry, that was my rank when I mustered out of the army. Blast, that explains why you wouldn't obey my orders. Captain, Captain, what's your beef with the publisher? Like I said, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into writing fiction about Native Americans transported to Jupiter to fight monsters. <laughs> what's so funny about that, Catch-2022? Oh, oh, nothing. Something you said made me think of a band. Never mind, you guys wouldn't appreciate it. It takes me five weeks for every novel I write and two weeks for every novella. The Mechanical Medicine Man. Three Arrows for the Dog Star. Sleigh Ride for a Saturn Squaw. Let me guess, it's a sleigh ride like S-L-A-Y, not the kind that horses pull across the snow. You do remember. No, we retired that cliche in 1934. But you don't even personally read manuscripts, do you? You pay some intern fresh out of the MFA program to read them and tell you if it's any good. No, I've got a freelance reader named Micro. He's not that fresh. That's the way of the world, Captain. I don't make the rules. When I solicit a manuscript, I give it my full attention. Everything else goes in the slush pile. I don't have time to read them personally. Frankly, I don't have enough money to pay readers to evaluate half of the unsolicited stuff. Say, is your reader guy named Mike Rowe McGuffin? I got a bone to pick with that guy. Are you interrupting my retribution so you can get your own retribution? Get in line, man. The publisher treats me like garbage and it's not right. What do you want to see happen here, Captain? What could he do that would satisfy you? 
you know, he's a publisher. He could publish me. You're going to shoot me if I don't publish one of your short stories? Preferably a novel. Sleigh Ride for a Saturn Squaw. Give it a chance. We can negotiate on the title if that's the sticking point. You can't just threaten violence to get published. I won't be intimidated. The guy thinks he's a gatekeeper or something. He decides who's good enough to get through and who isn't. You ever think other people might have opinions? Look, if I'm a gatekeeper, I'm at the very last gate. You get your friends and relatives to read your book. If it's bad enough, they talk you out of sharing it any further. That's the first gate. Or you meet some people at the library and form a group. You share stories with each other. From that, most people get a sense of what a bad storyteller the average person is, including themselves, and they do the right thing by giving up. Or you take a class. You go through college. You get a Master of Fine Arts. You go to Iowa. What's in Iowa? You spend years listening to teachers and other students tell you how you need to make it better. More gates. You submit stories to your school's journal, maybe a nationwide magazine. You get an agent. The agent guides your piece to the right publishing houses until one of them bites. That's a whole mess of gatekeepers before you get to me. It's like firing a bullet through a stack of phone books. Each one holds you back a little bit, seeing if you got what it takes to go all the way. See if you're firing a tank round or just a 22 rim shot. Nobody's holding me back, see? I'm not going to wait outside the gate like some schmuck. Sure, wait, yeah, like the guy grows old waiting to be let inside. He waits for years because the guard won't let him in. As he's dying, the gatekeeper tells him this gate is meant only for you. And when you die in a minute, I'm closing it forever. That sounds good, actually. Maybe flesh it out a little. It's not me, it's Kafka. Come on, you haven't read that? Before the law. It was published in our lifetimes. It was even translated into English by now. What is with you people? Franz Kafka? The Trial? The Metamorphosis? Never heard of him. Well, he's going to be big, believe you me. You call yourself a publisher? The publisher. I have an idea to straighten things out, or at least put off any killings till another day. Captain, Captain, do you have an agent? No. Here's a card for Gary Mackinder. He represents other crime fighters. I don't know if he does literary stuff, but maybe he can put you in touch with somebody who does. Gee, that's great. Maybe you can find a receptive publishing house that's not headed by a smug, two-bit, gun-toting... Come on, Captain, he ain't worth it. Hey, Catcher, whatever your name is, I think there's a way you could take better advantage of your ability to see the future, even if you're only able to see movies or comic books or novels. I ain't gonna try to publish those stories ahead of time, if that's what you mean. That would be wrong. Also, I tried it, and I can't remember my visions well enough to write it all down very good. I'm talking about historical novels or historical dramas. You could foresee a story or movie created in 1991 about events that happened in November of 1963, for example. Just picking dates off the top of my head. Sure, but my visions aren't categorized into fiction and nonfiction by librarians. I don't know which kind I'm getting. Even when they announce it's based on a true story, you can't trust them. The only part I can count on is after you see enough of them, you get a sense of the inventions that are real because they show up all the time. At some point, we'll really have ray guns, flying cars, Facsimile machines. We already have fax machines, and the people who come out of them are called Cohens or homunculuses. I don't think that's what that word means. Which word? Any of them. Publisher War Zone, episode 59 of This Gun in My Hand, was punished by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. What am I going to use to pry open that gate you're guarding? 
this gun in my hand. <laughs>